Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, just, just, just a thumb that I can see because it's a big light in front of me. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna. Um, I'm waiting to see my face as a cartoon. Uh, look look at your camera real quick. There we go. So you see how when you do that, it looks like you're looking right at them, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I just want to make sure because I don't want you to mess around and constantly be looking at the thing and then be like, the right. host, you talked to her ear for an hour, right? <laughs> right. It look, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. All right. So first, we have to drink water okay. because um, is that a ritual? No, it's because dehydration's <laughs> oh, not good. Oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The last episode, um, I had the muses on. It's this amazing couple. I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Their version of love is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be asking you questions about your version of love, too. Yours might, might also be amazing. Okay. But here's the thing. We were drinking tequila the entire time. I had come fresh out the shower. So imagine me with wet hair mm-hmm. drinking tequila. Halfway through the show, my lips got so dry, I just looked <laughs> like I had just been run, run through the ringer. <laughs> oh, look at them. What happened? Right. So moving forward... <laughs> I'm putting Vaseline on my lips before the show starts, <laughs> and I'm not drinking alcohol until further notice because my liver hurts. We drank a half a bottle of tequila in that episode. Oh, you 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 got what you deserved. It. <laughs> I have a, at one part, Adrian was like sweating a little bit. I was like, "Oh, we're drunk." It was a great show, though. Shout out to the muses. <laughs> um, that beautiful voice you guys hear is in Jadeka. And I love the thing I love about your name is I felt so accomplished when I said it correctly. But the joke is to say in Jamaica. Yeah. But with the twist. Right. Instead Do you know what your name means? Jamaica. Yeah. The one that I have is great. It's like what a pa- parent says to a child. Like, mine is great. Oh, that's an affirmation. So here's the thing. I call you a wealth manager. Yeah. Um, what do you call yourself? Uh, money and business coach. That's money and business coach. That yeah. sounds like you're the queen of the world. <laughs> you got money. Right. Let's go. I got coaching. Um, For those who are watching and who are visually seeing this, you are a beautiful woman. Thank you. Uh, I now want to go back to black hair. I had said I'm never going to get black hair again. And sitting next to you for the past 13 seconds, I now want to go back to having <laughs> I'm black hair. You look like like a like a chocolate Jessica Rabbit. I love Ooh, it. I'll take it. But then you told me that you're about to go a little bit blondish. I soon. actually I do this color more often. I, I do not I usually don't like black. Really? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. The color that I'm wearing is not the color that I wanted. Okay. I actually look better with a, a brighter blonde because of the con- the contrast. Mm-hmm. I feel like this color is a little bit too close to my skin color. Okay. But whenever I wear the blonde that I like, um, Creepy rich white men keep hitting on me. Listen, you're I exotic. I don't have a nicer way to put it. <laughs> I get propositioned exotic. a lot. Okay. By someone's daddy. And that's not what you want. No. Okay, no, I'm not looking check. for a rich old white man. No. <laughs> just no. So that's why I was like, this color keeps me a little bit more down to earth. <laughs> keeps them at bay. Keeps them at bay. <laughs> the reason why I want you on the show today is because for Women's Month, because you know, I love how Valentine's Month and Love Month and Black History Month comes right before Women's Month, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it also feels like we're a footnote a lot of times yeah. to both of those narratives. And money is one of those things that I want to talk about, particularly when it comes to not just business owners, but women being empowered with their money. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple questions I want to ask you around that. But before we get into that, hot topics first. <sighs> okay. And and I'm I'm picking evergreen hot topics that are kind of related to money because I want you to to be able to flex your muscle okay. a little bit. Okay. So you, last year was it last year? It was last year. Influencer Ari the Dawn. You know who she is? Yes. I I feel like I just figured out who she was like a year ago. Now I can't not see her anywhere. When you say it like that, I'm like I have to go into my you my can see her in Instagram. Page. That's Rolodex. why I said like that. If I said exactly. Ari, you'd be like, who's Ari? Exactly. But Ari the Don, she went viral when she gave 28.8 acres of land to her mm-hmm. boyfriend, Moneybag Yo, for his 30th birthday. Yes. Half the people were like, yo, that's a flex. That's amazing. The other half was like, girl, he's not even your husband. 
So my question from a, from the standpoint of not just someone who is in the culture but also understands money, was that a good decision or a bad decision to buy your non-married partner 29 acres of land for a birthday gift? Obviously, she's the only one that, that can determine that, right? Right. Um, so people got to get out of her pockets. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's the first thing, read right? from our wealth management <laughs> so, expert. Like, that's not your money. She can do what she wants with it. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that um, in principle, it was a very solid, mature um, gift offering. Oh. For sure. For sure. Okay. Nice. Boyfriend, well, listen, at the end of the day, sure. Okay. Aside from the fact, sure, one day a person can be in a relationship and the next day another person can't. Okay, great. That. Right. Are you still willing to do it? Okay, great. So now that that's off the table, it doesn't even matter. Now let's get to the the quality of the gift. And I think that that's a great gift. People give things that, you know, whether it's that devalue, mm-hmm. you know. Cars. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and other things um, that, you know, in a year, two years, they, they don't even either want anymore. It's quote unquote out of style. Land doesn't go out of style. You know, it appreciates. And I think that the, the part of the flex or part of the maturity in that, I mean, whether you approach relationship, whether it's a professional relationship or personal relationship, it is, um, you know, is like um, I bring something to your I, I, I bring something to your life. You know, You're I, an I asset. give. You're you are quite an literally asset. an asset, literally, yeah. and that's what I bring to. I bring assets, and I am an asset. Ooh, you flex. know, and, <laughs> and 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 if if in the case that this doesn't work out, just don't 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 forget that. Don't forget that part. And you can't take that gift back. Once you get somebody land, it's no, theirs, right? Yes, it's theirs. It's in their name. Yeah. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when people talk about Valentine's Day, we were just coming off that energy. I, I feel like I just talked to a bunch of my clients about how they dealt with Love Month. Okay. <laughs> people were deeply triggered. I told you I was a little bit late because one of my clients was sobbing like, nobody yeah, loves yeah. me. And so like, it's interesting when you think about love and money and the way that they intersect uh-huh. because sometimes money, and not sometimes, a lot of times money is used for courtship. Yes. Especially when they had those debates about gender wars. Yes. And now we've heard about the guys who were like, why do we have to pay for dates? We want to be taken care of. Like, people are, are using money a lot as a way to show their love and to hold back love. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day, historically speaking, because, you know, we love historical context, women couldn't have jobs at certain places. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have certain bank accounts at certain places. Mm-hmm. Their husbands had to co-sign for them. Mm-hmm. And it created something called financial abuse. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who have never heard of financial abuse, I decided because we were going to have an expert here and I did not want to sound dumb. What? I decided to look up what financial abuse means. And by definition, it, it involves controlling a victim's ability to acquire, use, or maintain their financial resources. Those who are victimized financially may be prevented from working. They may also have their own money restricted or stolen by their abuser. So a lot of times when, when men are flexing, well, I pay the bills. Why do you care that I want my dick sucked three times a day? Mm-hmm. That's a form of financial abuse because you're, you're leveraging your money as a way to take away someone's free agency and to act as if they don't, they don't have any power. Mm-hmm. What are some tips that you give people about how to deal with money in relationships because I have a question with you about joint accounts we'll get into that in a second but like how do you be healthy financially when you're dating because it's a hot topic right now I think that you need to understand while you're single what you need Um, I think that's very important I reposted something on Valentine's Day and it talked about what you should be doing in your singleness, you know, and that singleness. And Pause, that time, what should we be doing in our singleness? I'm about to take notes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether it is getting your money up, whether it is understanding your own money behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your own limiting beliefs around money and finances, um, the things that you need when it comes to to, to money and finances, um, how much you need, um, whether you're comfortable. You have to assess. Right? Yeah, we have to have these levels of awareness. We need to we need to really look back at our family, our lineage, and our our family to see what are our beliefs that we learned about money right and yeah. about power right and it's in it money in its relationship to power um i know with, with my family so you know first generation american right nigerian parents shout out shout out to, to the Niger family. shout out to ada chuka for, for those uh, of you who watched <laughs> the episode that we did with amy on from insecure you guys know that i am an honor member of the nigerian community <laughs> even though my i am chioma you guys that have adopted name. me so many times i'm just gonna <laughs> claim it but yeah so especially when you come from a family that is an immigrant family we all know that when you have immigrant families you know that you guys came here with a purpose right it wasn't like oh you know they they took us 100 years ago it's like no we got here in the 70s right yeah with a game plan correct and so like there's almost pressure financially when you come from an immigrant family yes they my parents you know the way that i saw it um you know i I had two parent two parent two income household nice it was never there was never um 
and and it was never about a person just having a job. And it's funny yeah. now I'd look back about I think back on that and I'm like, yeah, no, my mom just never had one thing. She always had something else. My dad didn't have just have one thing. They he you know, the lot of stuff they did together. Oh, I um, love so my that. mom had a store, you know, she had a shop, she had a fashion shop. Um my mom went to um she had I don't know if folks remember I'm kind of dating myself. Um <laughs> If everybody, what is it? Oh my God! It was that. Well, that's what we call it. Um, it. It's the big. It's now. It's a big storage place. Shoppers World. Is not that Shoppers World? No, 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 no. I'm not thinking right. Um. Anyways, it's the big. It's now a big storage place at at uh, La Brea and um and Jefferson, kind of between um Obama and Jefferson, but on La Brea. But anyways, I love that Obama's a street name. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say shout, that. Shout out to Los Angeles. I'm gonna definitely. I'm not gonna call it. You know the other. Name. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore, but. They, she always did something, the African marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. That was always at Dorsey, right? We always did that. And then she had a store on Crenshaw. And, um, or they do taxes. They've done taxes for, you so know. So your whole so family long. hustles. All of them. So that's right? why you're like this. That's why. Because literally why. when I think of you, I'm like, yo, she probably has a meeting right after. Right. Like, you're always on it. That's why I was, he said I was sounding like a lawyer because I was on the call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before she came on, she got here before I did, and she was having a conversation on the phone that a producer thought she must have been a lawyer and not a financial <laughs> You better make sure my client don't go to. Yeah. Right. That's amazing, though, that you have that in you. But when you're dating, though, yeah. does that mean when you were, because you're in a relationship. Yes. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure how much you want to share, but. Come on. I mean, she's hard. Oh, yes. Full disclosure. Shout out to the business mogul. Yes. And it's so funny because I think I have like life insurance through him or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when you know that you were hustling for yeah. real. Because I went to Jamaica for, I was like, look, I need some money. To right. help. Next thing I know, she was like, I know somebody who gets you some life insurance. I was like, right. life insurance. Right. I was like, wait, that's the first thing. That's and, boo. and I was like, that's you know what? Thing. Y'all better stop playing. That's amazing. That's the easy. Every thing. month yeah. when that when that money comes out, yeah. I was like, I feel so responsible. Right. I'm paying right. for life insurance. I got my immediate legacy. My immediate, I have an estate, y'all. The but that's because of I you and your state. you and your partner, right? Yes. And so, like, when you're dating, when you before you guys met each other and fell in love and built an empire and got it, that's a nice ring, girl. Thank you. You should have ring to the camera real okay. quick. We're <laughs> manifesting right? love in the show. Right? If my partner sees this, <laughs> you see this. Okay, you can put it back down. Um, so like, was that part of you dating him? Was that part of like what attracted you to him? Because when you're a go getter, for me, I've always made more than all the people I've dated. Mm-hmm. And it has been an issue sometimes because some men feel very insecure mm-hmm. about dating women who are doing financially better than them. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate that when you were single? And how did that factor into your relationship now? Well, he and I, you know, we had both been in the financial industry. And so um, I think that's, that actually was one of the things that worked was that we understood hustle. We understood ambition. We understood drive. We understood late nights, long days. We understood we understood each other. We understood that language. Aww, and so... <laughs> And so um, now comes with, you know, two ambitious people, uh, two strong minded people. Two alphas. Two alphas. It is, you know, is the furniture like taped down? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It comes with its own learning curves and and such. But, you know, it it was one of those things. And I think it has been one of those things. Man, shout out to him. A lot of growth. A lot of growth, but we know but what that means. See, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of growth. But but um, but yes, it it was it an appealing and an attracting thing. Absolutely, I think I'm attractive on the outside. He's attractive on the outside, but on the inside, those things, those intangibles that you don't find them a lot, you know, in, yeah. in people necessarily. And so, um, we both we both like I said, the entrepreneur language. We we both spoke, and it could you date somebody who had that spirit but didn't have the the money to, to back it up? Yes. See, I'm saying yes. it again. Could you date somebody who wasn't rich yet but still had the ambition to back it up? Absolutely. And the work ethic, yes. A lot of men do Absolutely. not understand that if we're going to the same party and I'm a couple blocks ahead of you, I don't mind as long as we're going to the same Absolutely. party. Absolutely. Things can change all the time. Things can change all the time. All the time. I was making, I made so, so much money last year and did not talk to you. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. save none yeah. of it. I knew well, I'll be coming here, so we thought. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to call Blue, but you know what? I'm going to see her. So I made <laughs> so much money last year and did not save Blue a single penny of it. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a Look, this whole part of me booking the show is me dragging myself. I have my personal trainer come on to explain why I haven't worked out with her in like three months. Now you're coming on to explain why I didn't I didn't save nothing. I know You know what I did, though? You'll be proud. I took $10,000 and I put it aside last week. Now where like, the hell is it? No, it's in my savings. 
Okay, that's another thing. I'm starting. Okay. So I said, you, you know, know what? I'm going to affirm the the initial, the baby, the step. Look, I'm look, not, it, 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 it wasn't like step. I put like a hundred. Mm-hmm. $10,000 hurts. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 that hurts, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm going to put this in my savings and that's my new zero. Okay. Because I Come recognize on. if hashtag new zero, let, right? Because let's say let's throw out the numbers. Let's say you make two fifty for the year, right? Yeah. And I'm using two fifty because in LA <laughs> numbers get skewed. Yeah. In regular America, two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. A hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles, you can make that kind of money and still feel broke around everybody. Correct. Like what? I, I still have to have a roommate, or I still have to save, or yes. I can't book that flight that I want. You know what I mean? So money is very subjective. And so for people who are listening to us from Middle America, I need you to understand that your two fifty or Atlanta. Because Atlanta, two fifty is a million dollars. <laughs> right, 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 right. In a LA, people, a lot, lot of places in the South, it's yeah. Just, in yeah. A, in LA, two fifty would probably be considered like seventy five grand somewhere else, sixty maybe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I thought that like if you make that kind of money, if you're a hundred thousand air, that's what I've been calling myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred thousand air because I'm not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But you're around millionaires. Mm-hmm. It skews your perception. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you find yourself feeling broke. Mm-hmm. And because you feel broke, mm-hmm. you don't act with any health wealth management in mind because you don't think you've arrived yet. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's somebody who's made 60K who has a bigger savings account than me. Absolutely. They absolutely do. As we always Help say, us. it's not about... <laughs> it's funny, I'm reading a book called... Um, I'm reading a book called uh, Psychology of Money, which everybody... It's very emotional. <laughs> everyone needs to read. I'm going to put that on my about, list. Psychology of Money. Yeah, because it's about, you know, it's not just about income, right? Wealth isn't just about income. It's mm-hmm. about your behaviors. It is absolutely about your behaviors. It's absolutely about your relationship with money. Yeah. Um, because I can even give you all the tools. I can even give you all the information. I can tell you, you need to put it here, here, here. Put your money here, here, and here. But it's about what's going on in your mind, right, yeah. to where you actually executing on that when that comes into play. And so, um, you know, when I work with people, it's 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 on the yes, it's on the teaching because we don't get financial education at right? all. Um, you know, whether it's cash from talking about cash flow, so budgeting or debt or credit or, you know, um, what else? Uh, investments, investments, retirement, NFT, none of crypto. that stuff. None of that stuff. All, all the alternative bucket, right? We don't get any of that stuff, and so it won it. Yeah, it's absolutely accounting. My Jesus, my Jesus, <laughs> my, my <laughs> God, like legit. Right? That was so Nigerian. Because, my Jesus, y'all can't count <laughs> right? Nothing. Because the more money you make, the the more you need to make yourself aware of taxation, right, and tax planning. Right. Because you can yeah. all day, all day. Right. You can make that 250. But are you having a conversation with your CPA or your, or your accountant in order for you to maximize? Right. To pay as little as possible to. Right. Big brother, assistants. big brother. I.e. I had an assistant last year. Somebody told me, like, where's the 1099? I was like, oh, crap. I was yeah. just going to keep on giving him money. They're like, no, like you have to. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so clearly God's still working on me. This is why you're on the show because mm-hmm. I represent. There's a lot of people who are like me, mm-hmm. so I represent yeah. them. And there was something that NPR talked about. Another hot topic last year. NPR had a whole show, a whole thing about the Great Great Resignation. Yes, a lot a of people thing. are like, "Wait a minute, yeah. I could have been done my job remote." Yes, um, I don't really like this job. Mm. It's not worth dying for. Mm. Fuck all y'all. I'm qu- I quit. Then That's what? The, and then you're like, oh, snap. I'm now self-employed, <laughs> right. i.e. unemployed, right. i.e. Uh, mm-hmm. can somebody give me a gig? So what yeah. do you say to those of us who last year recognized that we were in soul-crushing jobs? Yeah. Shout out to the pandemic for, yeah. for making a thing a thing. Right. How do you navigate when you're self-employed in this current climate? Like, what should you know? What are the basics to know about money management? Because I'm at the space right now where any money I get now, mm-hmm. because I spent so much of it last year, I'm now like, I need to put everything in savings. I need to put everything in a bucket. I need to pay my rent three months in advance. My landlord raised my rent because she thought I must have been on a come up because I was paying my rent so early. That was fear. I also told her it wasn't illegal. She and I had okay. a, we had a strongly had a worded conversation <laughs> about the law. Right, right. This thing called. I said, ma'am, I'm giving you an extra $100. Be happy and, right. and, and move forth, right? right? But like, I was doing it out of fear because I did not know what to do with my money and I didn't trust myself to sit with it. Yeah. So my first question is, what is the most amount of money you should have in your savings before you start thinking about putting it elsewhere? Because I saw a financial planner on YouTube and mm-hmm. tell me if this is true or not. Mm-hmm. He saw somebody had like, 100k in their savings account he's like that's too much you could have put it somewhere where it could have grown more mm-hmm. and i was like i'm gonna ask you about that <laughs> is there a certain point where putting your money in savings is wasting because it, it could be making more elsewhere so um there are different levels of savings so yeah so it depends on who i'm talking to okay, okay? it depends on who i'm talking to for the majority of folks uh, i would say probably a lot of the time the answer is going to be yeah there's other places where it can go because it's not working because the bank is doing 
exactly what you should be doing with your money, the bank is doing it, right? With oh. It, with, with it just sitting there. So I'm only putting so, that 10K, I'm putting the rest of it somewhere else. Right, the bank loves you. Exactly, right? And the, <laughs> bank, and the bank loves you. And so some of it is relative to what is your budget, right? What, right? what do you even need as far as your living expenses? What are some of the goal, financial goals that you have? Because all okay. of this is dependent, this depends on what you're doing with it. It's not just, okay, yes, there are certain just kind of, Okay, you know, 10% should go into savings and investing, for example, right? Okay. Um, maybe about 50%. So 50, 30, 20, right? That's a really popular Ooh, budget. Correction. Explain what 50, 30, 20 means. 50, 30, 20 rule is just a budgeting strategy where 50% of your money goes into your needs, is going towards things that you need. So that's mm -hmm. like the living expenses and so forth. Uh, 30% is going towards things that you want. Um, so that could be maybe like towards your goals or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh, goals? I thought you'd be like um, a trip. Okay, it's my bad. I mean, the goals <laughs> might trip. Might get okay, going needs one. Okay. Right? And then about 10%. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 50, what, 50, 30, 20? Yeah. Then 20% is going towards savings and investing. Oh, so it's more a percentage base. So if you're putting 20% in your savings, that's fine. 20 in savings and investing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So because, because okay. right, and then, so right, there's emergency, so in the terms of the savings and investing, right, there are emergency funds, and then there is whatever your investment, um, what do people call it, whether your investment, uh, um, oh my God, How, what, however you like to do investments, because some people are like, no, just give me straight index funds, that's all I want, or I'll, sprinkle in some mutual funds, that's what I want. You know mm -hmm. what, I want a part of, I want a stock portfolio, okay, I don't want just a, a blue chip stock portfolio, but I want a dividend paying stock portfolio. And the younger okay? you are, you are the more the more risky you can be, yeah? I, I've always heard that. Is it that all depends school? on... It, it all depends on what your risk tolerance is. Oh, that's I may true. I may deal with a twenty something year old, but they still have a fifty year old's risk tolerance. Like they still scared. <laughs> a twenty year old Virgo so can be like, I'm not still scared of everything, right? But but part of that scare and fear is about understanding, right? Yeah. But yes, theoretically. But I, now that I've hit forty, I can't be acting like a twenty year old. These absolutely not. No, absolutely. Not. I, I don't have but so much time for y'all to be playing with my money before I, I want all of it back. <laughs> right. So what what you're getting at is yes, when you are younger, you have a longer time theoretically a longer time horizon so you can put your money in more riskier things yeah. and it still be fine that's that's where that's what that comes so from that so that makes sense so if you're young mm -hmm. and and um adventurous mm -hmm. go for it if you're young and scared go for it a little bit more than you probably would naturally want to because you mm -hmm. have to have more time than you probably like accepting if you're older and bold sis <laughs> have a plan have, have no, a i mean plan. you should have a plan either way but yeah but, yeah you definitely need a plan if, if yeah. you if you're 45 let's say and reckless no you still need to remember that you're 45 <laughs> listen and the reason why i'm being so blunt is because the people who listen to this show i've i've, I've gotten a, a bit of feedback range from 22 yes to 60 yes i'm well, damn, that's a very wide demographic. So now I feel like but we're talking about money. I have to talk to all of them. Right. Now, is there, this is my thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I want to have three months in savings, period. Good. So let's say my cost of living is $5,000 a month. Uh -huh. Until I get fifteen k in my savings, I don't give a fuck what these percentages say. Mm -hmm. I need to know that I have three months liquid that I can access if everything hits the, the fan. Gotcha. Is that archaic or is that just fear? I mean, that might just be preference, and preference is fine. I've always been told that you need three months in case everything goes left. Yeah, three to six. Like some people, six. three to six. Three to oh, six. okay. I know people who have nine, and then guess what? We're talking about personal. Hey, here's a, here's another thing. Nine We're talking months. About personal. Me again. I'm not even talking about business. <laughs> okay. So if you have a business, yeah. right, and then there's also there's an emergency fund that you should have for your, your business, business as well, because yeah. your business has to. What if you had like think about pandemic. Right. During that period of time, one of the reasons why so many companies had to lay so many people off and things they didn't. They got outed. They got outed because they didn't have an emergency fund. Right. They didn't mm -hmm. have reserves. They had to write or or their their um, revenue or expense reducing reduction strategies were letting people go, which is a, just a genuinely like a a no name on it. Right. For us, we feel it. Right. Right. We are the people by right? or it's our family and friends. But for them, it's just a cost reducing. It's, cost making, reduction it's making other people pay for your lack of preparation. Absolutely. Yeah. And so why you had other companies that might not have had to take hits like that is because they were just prepared better. Right. Or yeah. they didn't have to shut down in ways that some companies did is because they were prepared better. They had nine they months were more liquid. They were. I'm still stuck that you know somebody who has nine months of living expenses saved up. Yeah. I'm yeah not that's, not, that's not common. But yes. I'm not 
not sure I would leave, get out of bed often if I had not. I'm like, look, I got nine months. I'm gonna see y'all next. Like, I know, like, <laughs> no, that is that's an out of sight, out of mind. It is, that's and it, true. it's working for you. It's not just sitting there doing nothing, right? That's it's true. working for you. The the goal is to not have to meet it, right? Preferably, at nine months, but, though, I'm gonna invest but, that in something that's gonna give me more than the bank. Absolutely. I, you mentioned something that which is a great segue to the next hot topic is you mentioned about business having its savings as opposed to just your personal, right? Because mm-hmm. we, a lot of us, when we left our jobs, or whatever, we start our own businesses. Mm-hmm. It also created a little thing called the PPP loan scam uh, of the 2022s 20, <laughs> right. and 21s right. and 2020s. A lot of people went to jail. Shout out to, I'm about to say shout out to the folks that's watching me. And Everybody on the blocks. Uh, <laughs> right. Blue, not not right. this blue, another blue from Pretty Ricky. Oh, yeah. Uh, he went viral. Yeah. Blue actually followed me and then I think he unfollowed me. Oh. I think maybe my page got a little too real for him. Like He liked that we had the same name. Then he was like, wait, right. she, she with the shits. Let me right. unfollow her. But Blue from Pretty Ricky sent out a message on February to his uh, his hoes saying, I'm so sorry I can't be with y'all for Valentine's Day because I'm in lockup. Y'all have permission to find other people. Fix your face. <laughs> he said to all the women who I'm not going to be able to, to 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 finesse for Valentine's Day because I'm in lockup, y'all have permission to, to be with other people. Giving permission shouldn't be your priority right I was now. like, you... Yeah. So the PPP loan scandal. What happened? Because I still don't understand how so many people. I have I had a business at the time and I didn't get one. Yeah, and you were actually you should have. I should. I'm the person who should, y- y'all stole my money. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who's going to jail for PPP loans, I'm happy because I'm bitter that y'all took my money. So the fact that I had a business and I didn't get one, mm-hmm. my homeboy made up a business. He got one the next day. Mm-hmm. We applied at the same time. Mm-hmm. What went wrong that people who deserved it didn't get it, and everybody else was buying crab legs? Like, what? wait, you got denied? Yeah. Oh, you actually got denied with a business. Oh. How long was the business in technically, technically, in uh... like a year? But I know people who made up fake business. My, right, right, my right. thing is, whether no, it was right. two minutes or two years, people who had no business <laughs> were getting it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I was too honest in my application. I, I don't know how to lie. I and you did your own. You. And you did your own application. Yeah. So you yeah, you probably should have linked you. up with you. Well, <laughs> this is where you plug. Well, I, I should have called is, you. <laughs> so this is where you. This is correct. So a lot of those people that were getting it, you had people. Listen, let's let's be very very honest. Please here. be honest. Humanize. You this had for me. people. You had professionals right mm-hmm. financial professionals um that knew exactly what needed to be put in what slots in order for people to get approved and so for you oh bless your heart you did it on your own right you didn't oh, know what honest, needed to be put in a baby slot in order to get approved for certain amounts right yeah. and so but to your point you know um you know shout out to y'all that have you know stayed under the radar and you haven't gotten you know what i'm saying they haven't come for you um but i took my money but yeah <laughs> shout out to you i guess but 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 man the lord loves you you know what i'm saying but but right <laughs> you're so christian but god bless you <laughs> you should be in jail I was saying, listen, but um yeah you had so many people they just knew what to put in the slots right in order to get so it. it was a game and about so, knowing how to te- how to pass the test correct, correctly yeah exactly and so but what people needed to do i know i did a, a youtube video on this what p- folks needed to do right hopefully the the better moral of that time period was more money was given to business owners right entrepreneurs small business owners who had their stuff to who had their paperwork together Ooh. and filed okay because you can be a, a business owner but you can be getting paid through cash back cash app only okay or venmo she's coming Stop for all of that. us she's Stop coming I'm uncomfortable. There are, <laughs> there are certain right you had right so so like um I literally got I'm not even gonna put my business. Up <laughs> it's a safe space, but you know you know I I I got a lot of money, okay? But it was because it was nice. because it was because I had stuff I had been filing my taxes right and my business has been on there. I have an EIN right. I have yes. LLC structured right. There's just different things like that. Oh, so, so if you have an EIN. But you haven't been using it and filing your taxes because you thought you were just going to keep that money. You shot yourself in the foot because now you can't prove why you deserve the loan that you actually qualify. Because that was one of the that one of the a lot of times ah. with, with those they mm. wanted to see two years worth of tax of, of tax returns and, and oh and one wow. or two years and even for some of the grants that were that were being given they wanted to see one or two years of tax returns um, or they want to see your business license so they they wanted to see that you have been in existence particularly you wanted to be in existence prior to 2020. That's how another way that you were getting stuff. And so, oh, I see. Um, so if you have, if you had been, you could have, you, people could have said, but I was in business since 2016. I've been in business since 2005, but have you filed anything? No, because I, you wanted, you didn't want to pay uncle Sam. Cause you don't want to pay uncle Sam. Don't pay an uncle Sam is not the, listen, there are different ways, right? 
talk to your tax advisor, okay? Yep. Or get with a financial advisor because the combination Pause for, pause is for a, question. I want you to plug your pages right now. Come on now. Hey, listen. What's your page? On Instagram, n.o. Mm-hmm. Okay. The culture's CFO. The culture's CFO. Oh, that's a, that's 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 very catchy. Oh, thanks. N. I love o. that. You are the so culture CFO. N.O. the culture CFO. So n.o. The culture CFO. Definitely click the link in my bio. I'm doing a, webin- a webinar actually on Saturday. Roadmap to 100K. What? Uh, Let's go. About, I'm in yes. there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now while we talking. Go yes. ahead. Yes. Uh, I'm going over the you know the fundamentals of financial planning, but I'm also talking about business and entrepreneurship. How do you get to? What is the roadmap to get to your first 100K in investments in terms of business income? Um, and honestly, it really will take you to not just six figures, but it will take you to seven figures if you just follow it. So it's it's not super complicated, but it's absolutely. We absolutely, like seven figures we now. Say it is the stuff that we should have been taught in school that so many of us were not taught. We were not taught at all because, and that's by design. And absolutely, you we know, can, I'm go still there, in the Black History Month mood. So right. full, full disclosure, <laughs> right. because we're still doing this right. at the end of February, right. I'm still very much thinking about all the Black history that I've learned about why that's happening. The psychology of money is a very interesting thing because mm-hmm. I think it comes back to when you think about relationships how you can have a partner who's doing well and a partner who's not doing well and the partner who's doing well could be very supportive mm-hmm. but the one who's not doing well will still feel shame yes and it can eat away at the relationship for sure I was in a relationship where I was with somebody who was an athlete who got hurt and I had to pay all the bills and the amount of vitriol that I dealt with being the support system mm-hmm. and I was like I'm not doing anything to deserve this and so my friend was like no it's because He's upset that he that he doesn't have it to give. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, when you're in a relationship, especially when you're marriage-minded, right? Mm-hmm. If you're dating intentionally and you're marriage-minded, what are some things that you need to know about money management when you get into the space where you're cohabitating? Because a lot of couples are not getting married yet, but they're moving in together. Do you believe um, our grandmas who used to always say, don't always have a joint account, have your own money to the side? Or do you think that there's a way that you can join all your money and do it in a healthy way? Every Again, um, and this Everyone's, is a, this is a hot topic because a, a black yeah. woman in particular are often taught that we have to have our money separate because we don't know what's going to happen with the men in our lives. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. culturally, we've always been taught that commingling money is not safe. Is it safe? Did we make that up? Is it like what does that look like from a an expert standpoint? I think this is a belief system. Um, oh, this is part of, partly just what your belief system, partly what you your experiences have been around things. Right. And so there is no one size fits all. I think you know there is. People just are telling you, telling you about their experiences, right? How do you, so how do you protect my, yourself on both sides, though? Um, well, the household that I grew up in um, was a household where, like I said, um, both my parents brought income into the household. Um, and so there was a joint account, but there were also separate accounts. And so for nice. me and my experience, right, and what I've brought to my own partner was that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings me some level of comfort just because I've, that's what I grew up with. So you guys um, have a joint account that has a, a, a intentional purpose. And then you have a separate account for each of you by yourselves that you that you have full autonomy over. So right, so so that that yes, that is the concept. So okay. um, so housing, you know, house bills, um, anything that deals with our joint lives, mm-hmm. you know, whether it is, um, like rent, travel, mortgage, rent, car, exactly, travel, exactly, right. All the house, house and family, right, especially when you have children, all of that stuff, right, comes out of one account. And then you guys, you guys can. You guys can decide, right, how much is being contributed. Because here's the other thing is that if you guys don't bring in, if you guys are not bringing in uh, equal, if you're not um, bringing in the same amount of income, then sometimes it is about, okay, the proportion. So 20% of your income and 20% of your income, right? So if you bring in 100,000 and your partner brings in 50,000, 20%, 20%, because it's still the same dent, if you will, right? It's still the same impact on money. Um, even though, yes, you're like, but I'm putting in more because it's still 20%. I love that you mentioned that because you know who um, I, I heard that from the first time ever? Susie Orman. You remember her? Is she I still, do remember her. Is she still, is she still, <laughs> she's still there. Yeah. Okay. She's still... <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I'm, you can tell I'm not in money right. management. But I remember I was watching Susie Orman once at, at like the dentist or something. And she was getting a call. She used to get phone calls. Is her show still on? Or am I out of uh, it? No, I think her show's gone. No, I think her. I don't think she still has her show. But I've definitely seen the videos. Yeah, and like it, when people called in, there was a video she had. And somebody called in, mm-hmm. and they were like, "My girlfriend, no, something like my girlfriend makes half as much as me, and so she thinks she doesn't have to pay half the rent or something like that." And Susie Orman said something like about relationship math, where she said, "If you make two thousand and she makes one thousand, your income as a couple is three thousand, right?" But then whenever you pay for bills, you're looking at the percentage, like you just said. So if your rent is $1,500, $1,500 is 50% of the couple's 
mm-hmm. like re- like pot, which mm-hmm. means you're gonna pay fifty percent. That that makes sense for you, and she's gonna pay fifty. That makes sense for her. So her amount ends up being a little bit different because that means she's gonna pay, um, I guess seven fifty, and you're gonna pay a, a, a thousand or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so it might look like more to you, but if you're paying the same percentage, it creates like some kind of what does she call it? Empathy in the relationship mm-hmm. because everybody's hit the same. Yes, exactly. if, if, if somebody makes twice as much as you, and they plan a vacation. And you're not paying the same percentage, they're gonna do all types of extravagant things mm-hmm. because it's not hitting them the same, mm-hmm. and they're gonna make their partner feel ashamed that they can't afford it. Yes. But if you're paying the same percentage, you're like, oh shit, that ten thousand dollar thing I'm we're doing, I'm paying seventy five hundred. Let me chill. Yeah. And that yeah. actually creates a space of thinking about the other person. Yes. I brought this to my next relationship. Okay. Did not go well. Okay. He was like, I feel like this is this is a long winded way of you saying that you think I'm broke. I was like, oh man, and that's how I knew it wasn't the right person. Yeah, I'm like, that's. But you do agree that percentages mean more than fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, again, and it depends on who you're talking value to, value system, right? yes. So, um, I, I I think so. I think that percentages are 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 quote unquote fair, right? I think and intelligent. They're emotionally intelligent. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and then and then to your point or your question about the separate. I think that separate it makes sense because it allows it does allow autonomy, right? We are interdependent in relationships, and this is just myself, right? Mm-hmm. My my own thinking. I'm not even talking about my own my relationship because we have yet to figure out what you know <laughs> how everything is going. We're happen, working through it, right? yeah. But um, but um, you know, having independent accounts because it also right it is there's unity around that one, right? But then there's also like I want to be able to go and do X Y Z, and and damn it, I don't want to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then there's a the thing about thresholds. So boundaries oh, comes into play. Listen, yeah. boundaries. Listen, boundaries. Whether they're emotional boundaries, right, or boundaries in money, it exists, and they are there to help, and they are there to keep things just safe. And, you know, on, on even key. And they're also there to reveal what's not working. Absolutely. A lot of people are scared to set boundaries because they're scared if they have that courageous conversation, things that they are not talking about will have to come up. Yes. But they need to because they're going to come up anyways. You're just yeah. slowing it down. Money is the, is the number one reason people get divorced. It's not cheating. It's, we all yeah. think that people get no. divorced because their husbands are getting their dicks wet elsewhere. Excuse <laughs> me if there's any children <laughs> who are listening. But the real thing is this. No, it's because you're hiding coins and you're buying things on Amazon and shoving it in the back of the closet. It's yeah. really money. Yeah. And the shame around money, particularly in our community yes i listen even even i think you know even from where he and i are right now we've had absolute conversations i can imagine two people who, they, who are in money management having a money conversation as a couple listen, and it's still still a reality show and it's still and it's and it's difficult right it's because right. we always talk about this like we talk to people about money all the time and it's difficult to have the conversation even you know between each other because you're bringing on right ideologies are, are coming in has right, there ever been an awkward moment where something was like oh this is gonna be an awkward one even though i'm equipped to talk about it or is it all like look i'm brave i'm gonna talk about everything what no i'd be like i'm not and i'm that one i'm getting better okay with myself lord because i don't be bringing stuff up sometimes you know what's your uh, birthday I'm a Libra. Say, oh God, I always end up sitting next to a Libra. I've been, I was engaged. Everyone needs a Libra. No, no, Watch no, out. You, I, I was engaged to a Libra. Okay. I have dated. I feel like you've told me this before. So many Libra. No, literally, I, I feel like a Libra whisperer. Like, I don't know what it is with me. No, seriously. <laughs> I really feel like a Libra. This is a very sober show, guys. You see how we didn't get drunk on this show because we're talking about money. I wanted to be responsible. No, I've been with a, a, lot, of, a lot of Libras. And the one thing okay. that I know about y'all is, when y'all don't feel safe, come on. You what do we do? make concessions to justify a lack of transparency for the greater good. But if you're with somebody who's very direct, it's it comes off as dishonest because you're like, you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a lie of omission, but because you're doing it for a noble reason, yes. you don't feel you're like, no, I'm doing it for you us. You know what? This is about <laughs> me, okay? <laughs> I didn't tell you for us. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every Libra I've been with, I was like, when you don't tell me for us, you make us mad. <laughs> I'd rather you just tell me. And that's it's hard, though, right? Especially when you know that something you're about to say might hurt someone. Yeah. And because you love them, you're trying to shield them from the hurt is what you tell yourself. Tell yourself. It's not true, yeah. though. Right. As an emotional intelligence coach, this is where this is so funny when two coaches one about money, one right. about feelings start talking. <laughs> right, right, right. Feelings and money. See, now I'm like, <sighs> as an emotional intelligence coach, you're not protecting them. You're protecting yourself from being undesirable. Mm. You're not trying mm. to make them not hurt. Mm. You don't want to be the source of pain and to feel like you might be rejected for hurting them. So it's not even about them. It's still about you. Damn you. Sorry. You know what? 
What's the next question? <laughs> the next question. So, <laughs> but this is why it's so hard for people, particularly yeah, couples, to true. talk about money. Yeah. And the, yeah. The, the minute I was like, yo, she's engaged. Yeah. You know, I'm up here paying life insurance because of her and her and her boo. <laughs> like, I believe in them. So I feel like you were the perfect person to talk about money because you understand the emotional aspect of it. Because a lot of times when you watch these video- videos on YouTube, it's so clinical. And you're like, how do I apply that to real life? Mm-hmm. And so another question I have for you is, when you are trying to, let's say, do something that is a surprise for a partner mm-hmm. or that you that requires money, but you, you don't want them to see what you're doing. Let's mm-hmm. say I wanted to plan a surprise vacation for my boo. Mm-hmm. I, I've been prone to do that mm-hmm. back when I was being financially reckless, <laughs> taking somebody <laughs> I had only had sex with twice mm-hmm. to, to Bali was a thing for me. I've learned think, yeah, it was a bad investment. <laughs> How do you have privacy with money without being duplicitous with your partner? Like, Let's say you went to, and I hope he's not watching if, if this is a real thing. Let's say you went to throw a surprise vacation for him. Mm-hmm. Do you just throw that money in your private pot and he doesn't have to know about it? Or like, how do you maneuver just keeping things to yourself? Or are you supposed to just tell your partner everything because it's better to be transparent? Well, I think that's one of the things where the separate accounts come into play. Right. I don't want you to see the big the big purchase. Now, again, a, a couple may decide that having thresholds, mm-hmm. you know, becomes important. Or when it deals with gifts, it's like, okay, after the gift is revealed, I have to now immediately tell you, you know, what cost. And for were. threshold, for those who don't understand, that means that it has to be a point where you ha- we have to talk about it. Right. So anything over over 10K or 5K right. or 2K. Exactly. I don't care if you're about to take me to Paris. You need to have a conversation with me about what happened to our money. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, that that's where that's where that comes in. Those separate accounts come in. Right. Um, Where you're able to do things like that. Um, But I'm sorry. What was your question? (laughs) No, no, that that actually was a a good answer. If you have a threshold, if I was going to plan the trip for my partner and I know our threshold was 5K, I'd probably do the big stuff under that. Mm -hmm. And then once I revealed it, be like, look, by the way, I I spent an extra seven on this private jet, bro. I hope you like it. Take the shot. shot. I will say this, though. Like a lot of times when I think about money management, I get tired because I feel like when we were working together, you gave me so much homework. I was just (laughs) I was just trying to survive. And like, you know, make it in these yeah. streets. Yeah. And there's certain words that we use a lot, like broke and rich. And I was watching a video recently where a young lady who was 24 was like, yo, you know, I, um, what does she call it? I forgot the term that she used. I'll look up the term. But she was talking about how rich she was and how she was struggling to not let her cost of living increase because she was so rich. And then she revealed she made 65K. Okay. And I said... Now, honey, what happened? Where are you rich with 65K? I don't know what part of the South she lived in, but I, rec- I recognize that money is relative. And so we say words yes. like rich and broke all the time. Mm-hmm. I have friends who call themselves broke who have more in savings, more investment, and more whatever than most mm-hmm. people I know who call themselves rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of rich and broke? Girl, bye. That is, see, that's so relative. No, that's no, no. So I, I mean, okay, I, okay. the formula, right? Like, I would say, if I was to give a formula, let me give an arbitrary one. Okay. Uh, being broke means that if something bad happened, you wouldn't have a month to hold you over. That could be an example. where It doesn't have to be an exact amount of numbers, but it can be a scenario. Yeah. Or being rich means that you can take care of yourself and your family and have room for an emergency on top of that. Like, is there a certain guideline about what makes you broke? Because there's some people out there who are listening yeah. who are smug, who are broke and don't know it. Yeah. Because you can you can be making... I, I, I actually go through this on the on either this webinar I did on on a prior one I might include it in this one you can make three hundred fifty thousand and um and and be broke mm-hmm. right yeah um it's not what you make it's what you keep it's what you keep yeah there you go um you know one rich rich and broke is a mindset right so right. so there's 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 partly that to it um but I think everybody has their own threshold I know like my fiance would always like he would say that there was a money so when his account for example let's talk about his personal account got to a certain place mm-hmm. like it got to a certain dollar amount he'd be like I'm broke now he's not broke okay and and it's his new zero like my that's 10K, his zero. My exactly got it, yeah. okay yeah so his new hashtag zero right mm-hmm. <laughs> um was a particular amount right and so but then for somebody else they're like nah I still got money right, right? like yo I'm, <laughs> I'm swimming in this <laughs> right. money right I'm now still, I'm about to go on the trip right, now. <laughs> right. so um but you know I know that for me if I can do for myself but I can't do for others 
I'm like, that is, that's not good enough, right? We, mm-hmm. we always talk about now if we go kind of vision and, and mentality sake, if you can only do for yourself, Oop, talk right? about if it. you can only do for yourself and other people don't fit, fit within, right? If you say, like, I was just on a call with AT, shout out to ET, you know, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a Zoom call that he was speaking on last night, but, you know, he talked about how much income do you want to make this year, right? How much do you want to make this year? As an entrepreneur, how much do you want to make this year? Um, now, do other people fit within that? Or is that just about you? Right. Right. Especially in certain communities where tri- well, we're tribal. Like we like perfect example as a black woman living alone in Los Angeles, technically speaking, I'm in the one percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a mother. I got mm-hmm. cousins. Mm-hmm. I got family. Yeah. It, like that. Those numbers. I'm not yeah. because you're not factoring in. And there's, there's a term I was looking at while you were talking that mm-hmm. I, I've been talking about a lot with my friends is network poverty and relational poverty. Oh, absolutely. and we don't think about network yeah. poverty. Like yeah. my salary yeah. isn't just about me. No. It means no. if my mom calls me right now and says, baby, the stove is broken, right. I'm the one she's expecting to help her pay right. for it. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think a lot of times we don't think about our tribe yes. and how that factors into money. For sure. For Can you sure. speak to about network and relational poverty and how we need to stop thinking that our salary is just about us, especially in communities like ours that are very much about, can you help out your cousin in X, Y, and Z? Yeah. You know, total transparent moment. So um, my right now my father is actually in like, very poor medical health right now. He's actually in the I'm hospital. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, and one of the things that um, I have thought about, you know, and um, my siblings and I have had to kind of really have, you know, sibling conversations, sibling Zooms about is, okay, not if, but when my dad gets out, right? When he gets better. When Claim he, it, yep. Right? Um, he's going to need support. Exactly. And someone's going to have to pay for that, okay? And mom is not going to do it because mm-hmm. we're not going to put mom has carried us. Right. That she has ca- your all whole of our life. lives. Mm-hmm. Right? She's why you're here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's one of them things, you know, three, three, three kids, six kids can't take care of one mom. Right. Three kids can't take her. And so we have to come up with that. And so I know that for myself, it's like I, it's not even when I'm when I'm working, I'm focusing, I'm get, trying to get stuff done. It is not part of the urgency. If it was just about me, I actually I don't know. You know, I might not even put in the time, the effort and as much, but when I, when it's about somebody else, right. That's why sometimes having kids, right. Some people don't, but a lot of times having kids and little people walking around, you know, or having nieces and nephews walking around. It's like, no, I got to do it for them. It ain't even about me anymore. I got, I got to do it for them. And so for me and for us, you know, I have two nieces, but my parents and my father, especially given what's going on right now, you know, it is, we're going to have to pay for, um, this this worker right yep. this worker and so that he doesn't have to go to any facility and you know we can get you know the things that we need and so it correct it is I gotta get it to, like it that's that's when you have those I gotta Ooh, get it together I'm trying not to because, cry right you know? now like no seriously I'm getting so emotional because you're right like if it was because women in particular and we're talking about women's month women in particular are socialized to make sure that our tribe is okay we always say if you feed a woman you feed a whole nation right absolutely we are not socialized to be good at being selfish. Mm-hmm. I would not have moved to LA and started my life over in my 30s if I was only doing it for me. Yeah, I would have stayed in a safe little bubble in DC. Yeah. And I was like, no, I got to make more money for my family. Yeah. And I will say this, a, a, a friend of mine on the East Coast, oh, I'm not going to cry, she passed away of terminal cancer. Mm. She had just turned 40 last summer. Ooh, let me just breathe. Mm-hmm. breathe and girl. when her family sent out the invitation for the virtual funeral, they yeah. also sent out a GoFundMe because they couldn't pay for the funeral. Mm-hmm. I was okay with the funeral until the GoFundMe because the amount of a failure I felt that I couldn't just cut them a check, I felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like I literally sobbed for two hours Mm -hmm. that all they needed Mm -hmm. was like Mm $8,000. And I'm thinking, fuck, between my rent that I'm paying on my own, all my bills, X, Y, and Z, and my mom and my cousins, I can't responsibly give them that $8,000. I felt like such a failure. Yeah. And so, like, I think a lot of us, when we think about money, we have to be honest. We're not doing it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. When you fuck with my money, you're fucking with my family. Exactly. Like, it's not, and money's a symbol of so much emotional stuff. Yeah. That's why I'm happy we're yes. having this moment, because I think when people heard about this episode, they're going to be thinking, oh, they're going to be talking about how to save and NFTs and how to get rich. And that's great. But there's an emotional aspect to this that we're not really thinking about. Yeah. Depression has gone up. It's skyrocketed since COVID. That is tied to our ability to feed and take care of ourselves. Yes. Listen. <clears throat> ooh, let me breathe. So, I'm gonna drink some water. Go ahead. I was like, ooh, I, I almost cry. I almost got the sniffles. Is there a tissue? So y'all got tissues? <laughs> I'm gonna have some producers to get. So, I do not want to get the sniffles, but money is a very emotional thing for us. Very much so. But but you know what? You know, take turning it to a positive. Like that's the place. That's that is the 
that's what you got to tap into in order to do the things that you need to do in order to, to hustle, be as creative yeah. to hustle and all of that stuff you got to tap into that and you got to bottle that and you have to pour, drink a little bit of that every single day to yeah. go and do what you got to do for your family you so right now that that i'm not gonna say i don't want to say that that had to happen but in that happening it's right your use for yeah. that is fuel to say that will never happen again yeah. i will never get to that place and so i'm going to make sure that i do what i got to do in order to make sure that i can provide for the people that i want to be able to provide for right and so having that right having the, the ability to have options being able to give to people is such a big big Ugh. thing you know I t a couple years ago i had a really life-changing um uh uh, thing happened where that did affect my money, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember how did it make you feel? Because it made me feel it fucks with your spirit. <laughs> it absolutely, it absolutely oh. fucks with your spirit. And so you know, I had to. I remember um, kind of some time after that had happened, and um, reflecting on this with my fiance, and just being and saying, you know, I felt like a a failure. Because I couldn't do for, particularly for my parents, I couldn't do for my family That's my in too. the way that I wanted to. And it can be very tormenting mm -hmm. as well if you don't get a grip on it, you know. And, um, and so you have to, you know, I have had to um, really, like, do major you know it's not just about the money side it is absolutely one about the belief and what is your self work self work mm -hmm. look like you becoming aware of what of of just i think i said this on a call on a, a call a couple of weeks ago uh, to some um some teammates but like you know, when people do are in business or are starting their business, people think that it's just about the systems of that business. You know, right. okay, I got to, you know, my CRM and my, you know, my, the content that I'm putting out and, you know, what is it, my customer journey going to look like and my product and this or my service, you know, what is that looking like and the different systems around those things. But the other thing that you need to get together is your, is your system. What is your system for how you deal with rejection? What is your mm, system for how you deal with frustration? What is your system for how you deal with disappointment? What is your system for how you deal with when you feel like you've let your yourself down right what is your system for all of that stuff what do you how do you pour into yourself daily to stay at in your more most creative space right who do you surround your with yourself with right your network um right who do you surround yourself with in order to even stay in those spaces right and so it is beyond again it is absolutely a psychology to, oh it's a mind fuck Absolutely. Especially in, in, in major cities like Los Angeles and Atlanta and New York and Miami, where the haves and the have-nots are all friends and cohabitating. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have somebody who's sure. living in a, a $2,000 like studio apartment somewhere in the Valley like with friends who make millions, yes. and they're all hanging out together. Yeah. And it's like you're constantly being confronted with what you have and don't have. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things for me is moving to Los Angeles and and being so close to people who are at the top of the, the financial food chain. Mm -hmm. Some of the richest people in the world live out here. Mm -hmm. Is I realize how much money doesn't um, bring happiness. It just takes away problems. So if you have 99 problems, mm -hmm. money could take away about 98. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest. For mm -hmm. People who think money can't buy happiness, but it could take away problems. Right, right. So if I am yes. upset about my mother needing a nurse, money will take away that problem. Right. My father needs help. Money right. can take away that problem. My friend right. needs a, a funeral payment. Money can take away that problem. But if I'm not working on my self-work, it can't bring me my joy, though. Not at all. It's you taking problems away, but it's not bringing to. me joy. It is, it's the same thing as... um. What do you call it? Lottery winners. When yeah. We talk about oh them my getting, god, right, they're, you they're money sucking, right? Man. Oh my because god. Because you you gave you gave the tool. Money is a tool, right? right? It is a tool, and it's about what you right you 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 do you choose to do with it. But I can't give you the tool, and I never gave you the instructions to be able to use it. You're gonna mishandle and mis misuse misuse that tool just all up the wazoo. Me right? all last year. And so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I made so much money. Where'd it go? And so it doesn't even matter. Like right. I can give you all the money in the world, you'll still lose it because yeah. you don't because and you know whether that is the greed part whatever that might be or or just the mental stability or you being grounded you know you know in terms of just your perspective on things you have to get you right that comes before talk about chicken or what is it the chicken uh, versus the egg chicken versus the egg like what comes first listen but i know that for sure has to come first so sometimes people you know you have different people on instagram or whatever or a lot of us right which we talk about wealth and it's like well how can you talk to people about wealth because there are so many things that come before wealth. Yeah. There are so many things that come before wealth. Um, there's a, I, you know, I, in the book, 
and I forget uh, it's two gentlemen that he talks that he um he highlights like psychology of money psychology of money I'm get that book immediately two gentlemen that he talks about and he talks about one being a janitor one mm-hmm. who was a janitor um and then one who was a wealthy I think businessman from like that graduated from Harvard and how when they both um, passed away it was the janitor that gave that was able to give I think maybe two million to family and I think six million to um to some charities I think a um, a in, in philanthropic donation and the uh the um the wealthy right the the other person um would gave debt right left debt um and headache for the estate see that doesn't surprise me because earlier when i said it's not what you make it's what you keep Absolutely it's because i was watching an ep- i watched so much oprah growing up i feel like I, everything <laughs> comes back to an episode of oprah everything <laughs> oprah for my life <laughs> my entire childhood was shaped by listening to tupac and oprah i don't know what that says about me as a person interesting <laughs> I'm an emotionally intelligent goon. Right. <laughs> but she told a story about how a, 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 an old lady in the South made $18,000 a year yeah. and left millions to her family. Yeah. And that's when the financial advisor there was like, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Absolutely. And I was like, oh my God, because I know people who make millions but spend millions. And I know, I know people who make half of what I make who could blow me out the water with their amount, my ability to have like savings and whatnot. And disclaimer, Ooh. caveat, caveat, disclaimer, whatever. I don't even know what the word is, but you know, one of them things, mm-hmm. um, side As- note, side note, <laughs> asterisk, footnote, <laughs> that, um, what you keep, it is part of, it's the part of the spending, right? Spending is, is mm-hmm. that's the, that's a uh, component of what you keep. The other part of what you keep is taxes. Okay. So if you are not set up, Taxes wise, we all heard about Wesley Snipes, y'all. Cautionary tales. You will lose, right? You are missing. You are missing out. You are giving away a lot more than right. So you can bring in the hundred thousand. You can bring in the million. But do you know where, what to do with it? Where to put it? Right? Um, Is twenty five percent a good amount to put away whenever you get non tax money? What is there like a a certain percent? People say yeah, twenty five to thirty. Twenty five to thirty percent. Thirty. As just a. As just a number, and okay. if, if if you if you have a great tax person, bookkeeper, accountant, whatever that you know that that boom know what knows where money needs to go and so forth in legally ways, right? Legal ways, excuse me. I love um, how because we're on camera, so yes, <laughs> everything we're talking about on the show is legal. I want Listen, my my the tax uh, code is there, the cheat code, my is tax professionals there. who are watching okay. this to not hit us up and be like, who said she made what? I didn't exactly. We didn't use no real numbers. Nope. It was all arbitrary numbers. None. You remember how I told you it was, was going to fly by? We're mm-hmm. just getting started, and the hours already. About oh, you shoot. see that? But you see that, right? Dang, we we been just got for, into it. We just passed, <laughs> did. I not warn you. We just got into the meat of things. I'm, I'm gonna start doing two-hour <laughs> episodes because nobody ever feel. You would think an hour would be a long conversation. Right. No, it flies by because we're humanizing. <sighs> Come you on, see that blood. I will say this: <laughs> listening to you, and I'm trying to regurgitate back for the cheat sheet for those who were, have been listening to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm hearing, first of all, is that money is is also of um. How do I say this? It, it it shows you how you feel about yourself. The way you treat your money often is a reflection of how you feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Disempowered people tend to do retail therapy, tend to overspend. They tend to like throw money at things because they, they're trying to find their joy. And so a lot of times, if you want to be healthy with your money, you have to be healthy with yourself first. Yeah, That's sure. one of the things. Yeah. Second thing was that like, if you are uh, someone who has gigs or because gig culture is huge now because yes. of the great resignation. Yes. If you have gigs, freelance or whatever, please put aside at least 30 percent of your income yes. in a savings account or whatever you need. Yes. Because when the tax men are coming, listen, just be ready. So okay. a, a bunch of rich people on a podcast were talking recently. And I love how men, when they're being toxic, just get a podcast these days. Right. <laughs> right. The barbershop be damned. This right. is a podcast. <laughs> right. They were like, I know you broke if you told me you even got a tax refund. And I was like, well, way to shame the community. Right. Now, right. I was yeah. just like, that's just mean. I mean, it, it might it might be accurate though. Well, it's not about being. They're broke. like, if you rich, you giving money to the, to the government. If you if you poor, you're getting money from the government. Is that true? Mm, well, okay. So, and if it is, say it not in a nicer yeah, way. Yeah, I was like, damn. That's so there mean. are um, rebates too. So so okay. It depends. It depends. It depends. So right, owing is not bad. Also, owing in and of itself is not a bad thing. Um, Hustlers owe the, the government. That's what they said. Listen, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's about how much you pay, right? Yeah. You don't want to overpay nobody nothing. That's true. So because part of whether it's gig culture, ten ninety nine, right? Having a business, a business LLC, whatever, S corp, whatever you're choosing to do, um, versus entrepreneurs. I mean, versus empl- being an employee. Entrepreneurs are getting their money up front, all of their money up front, and choosing, right, deciding how much, uh, well, ideally, anyways, right, <laughs> deciding how much to pay, right, right um, the ta- IRS later. While employees, they let the IRS choose what they're going to take, you know, or they, they let the IRS take the money up front. And, and wait they, for a and callback. Wait for, exactly. <laughs> they wait to see how much they're going to get back right later. They give, right, we always call it tax-free loans to the IRS. And so... 
um, there are companies, multi-million dollar companies that get quote unquote rebates or refunds. Right? It is basically even a credit. So it's not that they're getting like an actual check of mm-hmm. whatever it is, but they are able to, um, they are able to um, get somewhat credits that a lot of times they will hold on to. They will use it in the in the next years. So they're more um, clever about how to maneuver yes. their money. Yes. The guy who was trying to run for president, Mitch, what was his name? Mitch McConnell, was McConnell. that his name? Yeah, I was about to say. My friend who had just become a millionaire because she got a government contract and instantly went from like wanting to sleep in my basement to being a millionaire. Okay. I learned a lot from that. Watching somebody go from broke to a millionaire mm-hmm. in a week and seeing how it ate at her soul, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, there is there is a worth in the journey. Because yeah. the journey teaches you lessons that if you yeah. get it, you don't learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the, the things she... The journey teaches you. The journey teaches you. And watching somebody skip the journey and how much it... Oof, mm-hmm. I will never skip the journey again. Yeah. But she had mentioned when she was flexing one day, and I was like, girl, you were broke two months ago. Like, you were mm-hmm. talking a lot of shit. <laughs> she was like, you know, Mitch McConnell is, is technically unemployed. Like, rich people are technically unemployed according to the government because, because they, they file everything under their, their businesses and X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what you just said is, rich people are empowered to know how to maneuver the system in a way that, right. that impoverished people aren't. Mm-hmm. That's not because they're stupid. It's because they weren't even armed with the tools. Right. And I think a lot of people, particularly people of color, will get the tools, and uh-huh. instead of giving them out, mm-hmm. they'll be smug yeah. and act as if you being broke is a character flaw and not a, a byproduct of your, your lack of opportunities. Yeah. It, no one's smarter than... It's not about smart. The dumbest broads be, be rich as hell on yeah. Instagram. I'm like, somebody gave it's you a toolkit that somebody else didn't get. I need you to chill out with the... Yeah. Well, you know, you see, I'm popping. I'm like, well, that's great. But like, you should have a little humility that right. you were afforded um, opportunities and resources that other people weren't. Like Ari, like I actually think Ari's a lovely young lady and I wish her the best. But I got a little bit upset with her earlier this year when she got f- pushed back for saying some really socially insensitive things about yeah. domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And her response was, well, I got dropped from Fenty, but I made 200K in the first week of the year. So what y'all really saying? You knowing how to finesse the system <laughs> and your rapper boyfriend and the opportunities that being with him has given you mm-hmm. to make that money doesn't make you any better than the people who gave you a valid feedback about mm-hmm. you being callous. Mm-hmm. And I really think that one of the things I want to get to in this episode is money just shows how well you know how to move a system, but it should not be the be all and end all of your worth as a person. Yeah, it's not a... Um the litmus test i don't know if that's the, the right way to put it but like it's not an indicator correct of your of being your intelligence a, of you being a brilliant person no it is it is your ability it's more right an ability to whether it be strategic it's an ability to um it is you know you having gotten information um information and your ability everything. to execute and your ability to execute it is for sure it's an, an and resources like you like mm-hmm. if i had you last year we'd be having a different conversation different conversation right you and might so, be buying property right i now. mean so here's the thing so now that we t- uh, look i've now that I'm in this point of like look blue you are a self-employed woman who is constantly working and does not save but is constantly helping out other people I've had to have conversations with myself Mm -hmm. pause what does this money represent yes because another thing that Oprah said god why is she coming up so much you know why because she's rich (laughs) as hell come on she's the richest person who knows my name come on (laughs) yeah next time you're with her no no she doesn't mean like she sent me a present one time guy said something that made her cry it's a whole other episode but one of the things that she always said is when she started getting rich she took away the assumption from her friends that she would pay for everything Mm. because what what is baked into that yes Mm. you're assuming that i'm gonna pay for your companionship Mm. i'm gonna pay for my meal right the idea that oprah's gonna split the bill with you i was like well if oprah can split the bill because she said she was saying yes to things because she felt like she had to boundaries not because she wanted to listen boundaries protect she only gives real (laughs) Mm-hmm. She only gives real yeses. And so for anybody who's listening, um, if you're keeping track of the things, the gems that we're getting from, from this episode, because you you're, you really have to come back. We're going to have Listen. you come back after I, I've, I've got How my money many, together with you. How many times? Yeah. And my friend Carla, who I recommended yes. to you, she loves you. She's coming on the show. Hey, for Women's Carla. Month. Isn't it funny that I recommended Carla to you and you two <laughs> yes. were the first people that I booked for, for, for Women's Month? I was like, look at that. Perfect. Obviously. No, but it's like, I, I learned Carla. from you that like, I need to be more respectful of my money as a sign of being respectful to myself. Absolutely. Ooh, honoring. Lord. If I honor my money, yourself. I'm honoring. To the yes. point where when I put my money in my wallet now, I put it all face in the same way. I'm even gentle, even shoving money, because I'm all about manifesting. Mm-hmm. When you get money from the bank and you just shove it in your pocket or shove it in the bottom of your purse, mm-hmm. in that money, you're just disres- like, I, I stop and say, hold on, I don't care how long the line is behind me. <laughs> right, let me fold it. I'm going to fold it, put it. <laughs> That's how much respect I've started showing to my money. And I will say this, I gave up a, a six-figure opportunity last year. Won't get too much into that for legal mm-hmm. reasons. I've signed paperwork. Come on. But I realized when I lost those six figures, that number one, I was abundant enough to still make enough to, to survive. Mm-hmm. 
but I have now become more mindful of my money because it's closer to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you make a lot of money, you become detached from it. Mm-hmm. And so my thing to anybody who's, who's getting a globe or a come up, when you make a lot of money, do not forget the value it had to you when you didn't have any. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us forget the value of money. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not on that list. <laughs> I feel like you could be <laughs> a trillionaire. You'd be like, so how much was that plus tax? It's- I for sure am conscious of, yeah, conscious and Of every penny. That's how people stay rich, of, right? Yeah. Rich folks are penny pinching while people like me who are nouveau riche. But, but I think the <laughs> other part of what you were saying, like, is to have the, com- but to also have the confidence. So it's to be respectful of the tool, right? Yes. And understand it's just, again, it's just a tool. It's not an indicator of, you know. Uh, if you're a good person or right, not. Right, right, right. But, um, but to also know that, you know, I know my fiance always says that it comes and goes. It does. That it comes and goes. Be grounded in it comes and goes. And that as long as you, yourself, have enough value, right? Because you have to value yourself. As long as you have enough value, you can always get it back. That's true. You can always get it back. Million. I know so many millionaires who have told me that they've lost the million and made it back. Made it back. And the confidence to know that you can make it back when you lose it. Yeah. That's what you need to hold on yeah. to. Not the money itself, but right. the confidence that you that's can always, right. you can always attract it. That's right. Um, for those of you who are following us on um, YouTube, please check out somewhere on my page. Maybe I'll repost it. The money mantra. Mm. I've started doing I, last year. I at the beginning of the year I started doing the money mantra every day for 21 days. Mm-hmm. Ended up doubling my income that year. Oh, I don't know if it worked, but it, we'll just go ching, ching, ching. I'm going to send it to money. you. Yeah, I'm going to send you the money mantra. It, it worked for me and I had no guidance, okay? okay. <laughs> In the dark, right. just making money. Right. I'm like, oh, it's more money. But I really want you guys this year for us, especially as women of color, who are always giving our money away or using it as a, an apology to people or a way to connect to folks. And to also the men out there who are watching who throw money and they be tricking because they don't have any emotional intelligence. I thought this was about to be a respectful inclusion of males. So and then it no, just no. So, no, there are men who trick because they don't know how else to connect. I, oh, yeah. I, I need you to I've, know. I've seen, anyways, I'm not even going to bring that up. I know what you, yes. you, you're not Los Angeles. I know what you see. <laughs> yes. I need you to know that your money does not make you. No. And money just helps you become more of what you already are. Absolutely. That's it. Money Absolutely. makes you more of what you already are. If you are a good person, when you get money, you will do it for good. Yeah. If you have a friend who has gotten rich and acted brand new, that happened to me recently. Mm. That friend was always an asshole. They just weren't too broke to show it. Yeah. So Ooh. remember that money makes you more. <laughs> you talking about me, Reedy. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, that's it right there. I have a couple of friends yeah, who, right. who acted brand new, and I was like, no, they're not being new. This is them. This is them. The mask I of brokenness revealed the real right. them. And you know, just the flex. When I first met you, you were you were talking, and you were like, and you mentioned Jadena, and I was like, what did she be talking to Jadena about money and stuff? And oh, I didn't talk about talk to Jadena about no money. You know, you were talking about like Nigerians. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the conference, I, I remember. Child, yes. you know, I remember. I even remember I, stuff. Look at you. Look at your mind. I remember stuff. <laughs> but one of the things that made me want to reach out to you was the fact that you believe that money can be used to help the community oh, and that it doesn't have to be seen as the enemy sometimes when we talk about capitalism we mistake and we're gonna get into that when you come back okay okay we mistake talking okay. about capitalism we're wrapping up we mistake talking about capitalism yes. as us saying that money cannot help our community yes. and that is a missed opportunity yes. That is the that's book. That's, whole, a cool, that's a cliffhanger. That's a whole conversation. That is my way of knowing that I know I have a way to get you to come back. You didn't have to make trade <laughs> no way. All you got to do is ask the question. One one last time. How, where can they find you? I know a lot of folks are kind of want to hit you up after Instagram. This. My name is Injadeka Obijaku. Oh, I love, I love it. <laughs> you better represent for the culture. Yes. Nigerian Ebo. What's up, y'all? Uh, but uh, my Instagram handle is n.o. Uh, the culture's CFO. So if you go there, literally DM me again. Please register do. for my webinar that I'm that I'm having that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, just come check me out, follow me, all of that great stuff. You're amazing. Thank you for coming Thank in. I, I don't think a lot of folks have learned a lot, and probably giving themselves permission to stop beating themselves up from this episode. Because yeah. I know a lot of folks walked into 2022 feeling uncertain and maybe broke. Yeah. Whether they were or not, just right. feeling broke is a is a thing. Um, so I want to thank you. Broke is a mindset, y'all. Broke is a mindset. Broke is a mindset. I tell people all the time. I, I all the time. I am having a, a low cash flow right now, is what mm-hmm. I'll say. But I'm not a broke person. I'm not mm-hmm. a poor person. Nothing mm-hmm. about me is broke or mm-hmm. poor. Mm-hmm. So guys, please think abundantly, and then the money will come. Yes. yes Bye. Yes, yes. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love.
Ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.